0: Welcome to Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationship is strong, you're able to concentrate at work and reduce conflict at home. That way you can receive support for your dreams so you have the courage to live your best life. I'm Rebecca Mullen, a relationship coach living in Western Colorado, and today we'll continue our discussion about how to own your own orgasm. We'll examine the link between wanting and receiving, you'll discover why you don't want to be a leech in bed, and you'll get a habit to help you receive pleasure so you don't have to be grabby and take all the pleasure you crave. Are you a leech in bed? A leech hides in the mud of ponds or lakes, and when they sense movement, like your foot wading through the water, they attach to your skin with their 100 or more tiny teeth and they begin to suck your blood. Leeches are uninvited and they drain you of your precious life force. You do not want to be a leech with your lover. (laughs) Leech love happens when you don't know how to receive pleasure. So the leechy part of you comes out to take what you want instead of allowing yourself to receive love that is freely given. Do you want an example of leech love? Your lover has been distracted lately and isn't paying so much attention to you. So you get out the massage ball. Walk up to your lover with that stern look in your eyes, thrust the massage ball into their hand, and present your back for rubbing. After your lover gives you the five-minute massage, you say, thanks for finally paying some attention to me. (laughs) Yuck, right? But this is leech love. You took the massage, but you didn't receive the affection. To truly receive pleasure that you long for, you need to first acknowledge what you want, And then be willing to receive what your lover has to offer. Let's try this again. I've got this massage ball because I know you've been really busy lately and I miss you. Would you touch me for just a few moments so I feel connected again before you dive back into work? Then, as you're getting that massage, you let your lover know how good it feels. Oh, thank you. I needed that. It feels good to be close to you, even if it's just for a bit. If you're struggling to truly receive what you desire, let a four-year-old be your tutor. Have you ever seen a four-year-old want a lollipop? Like that giant kind that's as big as their face? I want it. I want it. I want it. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. If you are lucky enough to give that four-year-old the lollipop, you'll be filled with the joy of watching them gobble up all that pleasure. This is how your lover feels when you're willing to want and then receive the affection they have to offer. It feels good when someone receives what we want to give. But imagine what would happen if you gave that four-year-old the lollipop and they wouldn't take it. They beg and they beg and then... When you give them exactly what they want, they turn away. They won't receive the thing they've been asking for. That would be so frustrating, right? Let's look at some of the reasons that a four-year-old might be hesitant to receive a lollipop because like a four-year-old, we've all been trained to be hesitant when it comes to receiving pleasure. Imagine that you're that four-year-old and the grown-up in your life stretches out their hand to give you the lollipop and you can almost reach it when the grown-up pulls their hand back and says, first, say please. Did you ingest the message as the four-year-old? Before you're allowed pleasure, you must be nice. Nice. Your desire hates being controlled like this. Your desire wants what it wants, and it wants to be free to want without being nice or polite or controlled. Your orgasm lives in your animal body, and your animal body doesn't relate to nice. How do you do this to yourself? How do you stay nice, stay controlled? When you notice a desire creep up, how do you smush it down saying, oh, I can't have that. It wouldn't be nice. This is one of the ways that we stop ourselves from receiving pleasure. And the irony is that desire doesn't just disappear. Desires dive down into the mud. And you're even less nice when they leap up and attack just like a leech. There is a second way that we learned to defer desire and refuse to receive pleasure. Can you hear the grown-up saying to that four-year-old, before you can have that lollipop, you need to eat all your vegetables? Many, if not most of my clients, when they're brave enough to articulate what they truly want aloud, they will quickly say to me, but I don't deserve that. This is the vegetable message. I haven't done the thing that comes before desire, so I need to wait to receive desire. Have you ever sensed a desire lurking deep inside you and then you heard that voice that admonished you? You don't deserve that. Every time you hear yourself say the word deserve, you are putting conditions on the pleasure that you can receive. You're sending a message to your future self that desire has to be earned. Oh, my darling, if you wait until you're worthy, you won't ever let yourself feel all the pleasure that awaits you. And you will miss out on the most wonderful pleasures, those pleasures that go far beyond anything that could ever be earned. My clients are always stunned when I say, what if you ate the lollipop first, dessert before the veggies? Stunned, they fight me but then I'll never eat veggies again, say my clients. This is simply not true. In fact, it is one of the least true things I have found in my coaching practice. Over and over, when I give people permission to indulge their desire first, and they really and truly go for it, instead of getting out of control and turning into the hedonist they fear they're going to become, they feel More control. They feel an honest desire to, quote, eat their veggies or do their taxes or make those sales calls or whatever it is that they were supposed to do before they deserved pleasure. This is because when your animal body is fed with pleasure, it relaxes and it lets you turn your focus toward fulfillment. And ambition or health or whatever else it is that you might call veggies in your life. Let me tell you quickly how I experienced this dessert before veggies phenomenon in my own life. One of the things I really, really want in life is gorgeous paper. I am a fiend for gorgeous paper, but I was always limiting myself. I'd go to the paper store and see tons of paper that I wanted and then buy this measly one piece of paper and leave the store and my longing for more paper stranded there, abandoned. I repeated this pattern for years, taking only the most minimal pages of paper and regularly abandoning all the beauty those stacks of paper had. To offer me in life. Imagine how this practice was affecting my orgasm. Have you ever done this? Taken the most paltry serving because you didn't feel worthy of taking more. Pleasure is a muscle. It wants to be exercised. You exercise your pleasure muscle by first wanting and then receiving. When my best friend named this paper wanting part of me, Greedy Girl, and suggested I take Greedy Girl back to the paper store and indulge her, I flinched. You don't understand, I said to my best friend, there is no end to how much paper Greedy Girl would buy. I'd go broke. She handed me a $50 bill and challenged me to match her investment in the experience. In the experiment. She handed me a $50 bill and challenged me to match her investment in this experiment one hundred dollars. Do you have any idea how many sheets of paper you can buy with one hundred dollars? Hundreds. And I spent all one hundred dollars on paper. It was fun to feel Greedy Girl so awake. Man, was she having a party in that paper store. My challenge, as agreed to with my friend, was to return to the paper store within a month of the hundred dollar visit. But each day that I could I was to fondle the hundreds of pages I'd previously purchased. Guess what happened when I returned to the paper store? I bought exactly, precisely, definitively 31 pieces of paper. When I tried to get myself to want other pieces of paper, Greedy Girl looked, appreciated them, but didn't want to buy them and didn't want to take them home. Part of the reason that you hesitate to let your desire run wild is that you're certain you'll never contain it again. But that is not how it works. Desire quenched brings calm and peace. Desire caged brings restlessness and fury and leeches. (laughs) Please don't wait until you feel worthy of your desire. Instead, indulge your desire and watch yourself grow into a person you feel proud to be. Before the Greedy Girl experiment, I had stacks of paper in my home for decades because any paper that managed to come my way was captured and held captive. I didn't let myself use the paper because then it would be gone. Now I ask you, where is the pleasure in that? But once I indulged my paper desires, do you know what happened? I began giving paper away and sharing paper like crazy. I was once at this workshop with elementary school kids, and I brought stacks of my gorgeous paper with me for the kids to use. One of the parents cautioned me as she saw the paper, Are you sure you want to let them use all that gorgeous paper? Remember the feeling of the four-year-old who will receive the lollipop you're freely giving? Remember how that feels when the kid's face lights up? Receiving is at the heart of intimacy. Those kids made such gorgeous art that day, and I had a fabulous time making love with my husband that night. When you let yourself receive pleasure, you'll want to give pleasure with abandon. And when you get caught up in this cycle, your orgasm will grow and so will your intimacy. When you don't give yourself what you want, your desire doesn't disappear. It hides. Your desire hides just like those leeches in the mud. And when your animal body gets magnetized to any possible peripheral pleasure, then like a leech, your animal body leaps out and takes the pleasure it's been denied. This leechy love doesn't quench desire. Instead, it takes it captive and holds on tight. Learning or relearning from your inner four-year-old how to receive pleasure is an inside job. But wouldn't it be great if your orgasm became unencumbered, became ready to receive so freely without hesitation? This week's habit for your happily ever after will help you practice receiving. Run your own greedy girl style experiment. Indulge a simple but neglected or better forbidden desire. And when I say indulge, I mean go overboard. What is that thing you're constantly rationing? You won't allow yourself to indulge because you're terrified you'll never get your self-control back. What is it that you crave but don't feel you deserve? Indulge this desire. One word of caution. I don't see the same results when this exercise is done with food or drink. Anything you ingest into your body changes your biochemistry. So I'm going to suggest that you try this exercise with a sensual pleasure that doesn't use your sense of taste but rather something with sound or touch or smell or sight. What will you choose to indulge? Soft things against your skin? Socks, blankets, towels? Containers? In your drawer, on your desk, in your fridge? Twinkle lights? What would happen if you put up so many twinkle lights you had no use for light bulbs? This habit... Is designed to feed your desire and assure your desire that it will be heard. When your desire feels heard, it has no need to go deep diving into the mud and become leechy. Now I want to know about what pleases you. Please text me at 970-210-4480 and tell me about your experiment to indulge your desire. Start your text, My Forbidden Desire Is, and tell me how the experiment unfolded. We've arrived at our date night discussion segment. This week... Talk about a time you've watched your lover truly receive something. Celebrate how great that made you feel. If you watched your lover receive a promotion and they stepped into that new job with eagerness and integrity, tell them about how attractive that is to you. If your lover is the kind of person who truly enjoys their morning cup of coffee tell them about how fun it is to watch them enjoy themselves as they get out their favorite mug and sip their morning joe. When you celebrate how your sweetheart is able to receive, it liberates your lover to receive more freely. So what have you watched your lover receive with eagerness and enthusiasm and alacrity? That's it for today. I'm Rebecca Mullen, and this has been Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're better able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so you can have the courage to live your best life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be grateful if you'd send a link to your friend. Habits for Your Happily Ever After is produced by Grace Smith. All our music and sound comes from Walk West Productions. I'm Rebecca Mullen. Thanks for including me in your relationship today.